little and hateful, and which magnified everything ugly and mean. Poor Kai had also received a splinter in his heart. It would now become hard and cold, like a lump of ice. He felt the pain no longer, but the splinter was there. Why do you cry? You look so ugly when you cry. There's nothing the matter with me. This rose has an insect in it. And just look at this. They are ugly roses, and it is an ugly box they grow in. Now things had indeed changed between them. As the months passed by, Gerda found Kai more and more difficult to understand. They hardly played together now. Kai would spend much of his time poking fun at other people and making mischief. Very soon he could mimic everybody in the street. All that was awkward about them, Kai could imitate. And his neighbors said, What a remarkable head that boy has. But no, it was the glass splinter which had fallen into his eye, the glass splinter which had pierced his heart. It was these which made him careless of whose feelings he wounded, and even made him tease little Gerda, who loved him so fondly. His games were now quite different from how they used to be. One winter's day, when it was snowing, he came out with a large burning glass in his hand, and holding up his blue coat, let the snowflakes fall upon it. Now look through this glass, Gerda. Every snowflake seems much larger and resembles a splendid flower or a star with ten points. They are quite beautiful. These are far more interesting than real flowers. There's not a single blemish in them. They'd be quite perfect if only they did not melt. Well, I'm off to drive on the great square where the other boys are. The oldest boys in the square used to fasten their sledges firmly to the wagons of the country people and thus drive a good way along with them. This they thought very pleasant. While they were in the middle of their play, a large sledge painted white passed by. In it sat a person wrapped in a rough white fur and wearing a rough white cap. When the sledge had driven twice round the square, Kai bound his little sledge to it and was carried on with it. On they went, faster and faster, into the next street. The person who drove the large sledge turned round and nodded kindly to Kai, just as if they'd been old acquaintances. And every time Kai was going to loosen his little sledge, turned and nodded again, as if to signify that he must stay. So Kai sat still, and they passed through the gates of the town. Then the snow began to fall so thickly that the little boy could not see his own hand, but he was still carried on. He tried hastily to loosen the cords and free himself from the large sledge, but it was no use. His little carriage could not be unfastened, and glided on swift as the wind. Then... He cried out as loud as he could, but no one heard him. 
The snow fell and the sledge flew. Every now and then it made a spring as if driving over hedges and ditches. He was very frightened. He would have repeated our father, but he could remember nothing but the multiplication table. The snowflakes seemed larger and larger. At last they looked like great white fowls. All at once they fell aside. The large sledge stopped and the person who drove it arose from the seat. It was the Snow Queen. seated him in the sledge by her side and spread her cloak around him, he felt as if he was sinking into a drift of snow. Then she kissed his brow. Oh, her kiss was colder than ice.